you're just very aware that what you do today will define your tomorrow and that whether it, it is mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know that you're going to make the best of it. And so the next one, let's say that something horrible does happen to you. You know, this is an external thing that did happen. It was not in your control, an accident, a natural disaster, or something threw you for a loop. Well, you're so aware to feel it, to heal it, but also you know, you trust deep down that this too shall pass. Even though it might suck in the moment, you know right away, you feel right away that this too shall pass and it you'll heal from the pain in time. Now let the magic begin. Hello and Jaima, Jaima Yomis. It's Raquel and welcome to Your Own Magic, a soul expanding and heart opening podcast. And this episode is sponsored by a new sponsor, Nutriful, along with, of course, a longtime sponsor, Skillshare. So more on them and their amazing offers in the midst of the episode and in the show notes. And in this special episode, I am going to share 22 signs. You've evolved, you've expanded more than you probably are even aware of, or you recognize that these are ways that you can continue to evolve and expand. And of course, this episode list could even be extended to even more reasons beyond the 22 that are shared here, obviously. And with the 22, there are even layers that we could scratch, but we're going to mostly hit the surface today. And most of this is not as esoteric or woo as other theories that I've shared here before, like law of one or spiral dynamics, anything with 3D, 4D, 5D consciousness. Though I love those series, we've talked about them many times. And so these do not stem so much from a monocultural perspective of reality, but these theories are more so, I'm just listing a variety of ways that most humans begin to notice or even subconsciously notice and may collectively witness as they expand and evolve. And they're more grounded points of view. And these are also ways I know as well that, okay, perhaps I've tapped into or I can even expand on. So I'm not preaching this by any means as though I've fully made it and expanded and evolved to this kind of human. But as a soul sister, I just wanted to share these with you that are based off psychological and philosophical perspectives. And you know, you may know I am a huge fan of self-journaling and diving deep for the hidden insights that are buried within. So I'll also be sharing some introspective questions that have simply transformed my mind and my life and I genuinely think will help open and transform yours as well. One of the reasons why I like to look at the ways we can feel or we can see it, our human has evolved as many of us, most every human has times when they feel stuck when they feel stagnant. And a common question that I get asked 
a lot is how do I get out of or how do I release myself from this stagnation? And I'm sure that I've given a variety of answers in my Q&As or something because that's one of the questions that gets asked the most. But I was thinking about this when I was writing these signs, these 22 signs you've evolved down, and I realized that when it comes to reflecting on this, on your human and how your human has expanded, that reminding your human of your growth or reminding your human of how you can grow is something that can take you out of that paralyzed place. And so it gives you something to look forward to or it gives you something to embrace within you that, oh, wait, I have been evolving even though I don't necessarily see it or feel it all the time. But it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool feeling when you recognize it and it can perhaps lift you out of feeling stuck or stagnant because you're like, oh, no, I've evolved a lot and I'm still evolving as well. And perhaps you have evolved more than you give your human credit for. And so if this episode or any Euro Magic episode has ignited or inspired you in any way, shape, or form, feel free to leave a rating and a five-star review. And thank you so, so much if you do. It helps the show immensely. And I deeply, deeply appreciate it. And thank you obviously so much to everyone who has left a review. Your words on those reviews are literally, and I know this sounds corny, but it's true. Just honey for this human's heart. (laughs) Indeed. So thank you. And now I believe it is time to let the magic begin with this solo episode. I promise, dear one, even if it doesn't feel like it from time to time, you are evolving for the betterment of your human. Your human is expanding every single day, even in moments where you may feel like you've taken a back seat or you feel like we just talked about, you might feel stagnant. You're learning lessons that will only prompt you forward and strengthen your soul. And so first, the fact that you're even curious about your evolution, even if it feels stagnant, it's something to point out. And so a sign that you're involving is that you're curious about your evolution or you're curious about growing your human mentally and even emotionally, physically, spiritually. You're curious. You're curious if you are and you're curious on the how-to. And that in and of itself, my friend, is a sign that you have simply expanded. And I do feel podcasts such as this one is one that really helps the human, including myself, learn and grow, even if it doesn't always feel like you are. Now, next, according to psychological identity theory, well, this specific psychological identity theory, there's a few of them, but I decided to just pull the most basic one with only four stages and also construct some interpretation of it given the nature of the spiritual community. There are four stages of identity development and stage one is the stage of blindly accepting the ideological system or value system that perhaps you were 
raised in, maybe you're, you were taught from parents or the guardians looking after you or other influential people in your life, likely at a younger age. And so let's be honest, most of America, honestly, I realize in recent years that no matter what age they are, many still reside in this perspective where their ideological value system that they learned as a child still rules their world. Maybe maybe they went back to it after questioning for a bit and that's pretty that's great for them, but usually the stage 1 is just blindly following a ideological value system, like a church or whatever. And like I said, it doesn't mean that people question it and then, you know, perhaps they go back to it later and that is great. But some people don't even question it. And so that's one reason why I'm not big on dogmatic practices in the first place. Even in spirituality, the spiritual community can even get a little dogmatic sometimes. Stage two is... And there's nothing wrong with any of the stages, by the way. It's just one's level of perception of reality. And it's hard to see beyond unless you, of course, challenge yourself and question your beliefs. But in stage two, you begin to expand your horizons and your beliefs and your perceptions of reality. And you might even surround yourself with people who are curious and questioning. And so, but at the same time, you still go with what the majority of society is thinking without really questioning it or you want to present yourself like okay I'm going with the flow of you guys even though you might be low-key questioning and that's awesome as many of you listening on here know it can get tricky but it's harder to not follow your heart or your curiosity also if you're not then you're likely not following what the core self what your authentic self is asking for you to follow and so stage two I think is a little harder in stage one because you're really questioning your reality yet at the same time you're trying to fit in society and so see how this is kind of like spiral dynamics and 3d 4d 5d theory and even law of one with the densities of consciousness it's interesting how they all kind of tie together and they have a lot of relatabilities a lot of parallels yet they have their unique languaging around it so stage three it's basically like the bridge i think between stage two and stage four so you're not only questioning it but you might be showing the world that you're questioning it which might make you seem a little rebellious and people that are in the stage one stage two phase and then you might be having an existential crisis or other perpetual identity crisis and you're endlessly searching for answers for the next thing and loudly so and no longer conforming to the stage one idealism and ideological values and then stage four you have finally found a greater sense of self through your identity of course you're still evolving you're still expanding and perhaps there's even stages beyond this but this specific psychological identity theory just has stage one through stage four and so you have unprogrammed a lot of other ideals and ideas that you recognize oh maybe those were a bit manufactured (laughs) or they were indeed a concept of reality that humans gathered and translated and theorized but this stage is being in touch with your core self your authentic self and knowing 
how you see, if you see spirituality, if that resonates with your human. And to be honest, for many, it might not, but for many more, it might. If you're not looking at dogmatic spirituality or listening to how people think that you need to see the world, you've interpreted it for yourself and yeah, you might still go to spiritual teachers and you know, listen and gather what resonates, but you might not necessarily worship. You don't worship anybody because you're so in tune with your core self, your authentic self, which could also feel like your God self, your highest self. I feel like a lot of people might be attracted to cult groupthink in stage late stage two and stage three when I'm looking at the context of the spiritual community, but then you can easily see beyond that. You don't really buy into a lot of certain teachings or theories or conspiracies that might be misleading or they instill fear in you. Maybe there's conspiracies that are fun to you that don't instill fear, but if any do instill fear or blame or hate towards others, you're aware, oh, okay, well, mm, maybe this isn't true. You see beyond all of it and find your own sense of spirituality, what your true authentic sense of self is who your true authentic sense of self is. You know, or maybe you go back to some ideals from stage one, but in a different way, a more expanded way after questioning. The ideals that I grew up with do not resonate from the church that I was raised in. However, there are people that after questioning, after their existential crisis, for whatever reason, it resonates with them. And who am I to say that they're wrong? That is very much not true because it's very real. Perspectives of the reality are very real for them. And you just know at your core self what is real for you and who cares what anybody else thinks. But a lot of people in stage two think that they are in stage four because the ego in stage two thinks it's already expanded above all else. Or even people in stage three think they're already in stage four you think that you have shattered all your belief systems and you see something else or you feel something else beyond what the majority of society is sharing and you're getting there but not quite because there's I guess a level of ease and peace in stage four that you've accepted in a sense what your value systems are or even if you're still learning you're not so dogmatic about everything you don't necessarily listen and fully believe everything you hear. I do think that when I started this podcast, I was more stage three if we're looking at this context because I was I was having a little bit of an existential crisis and I completely shattered a lot of my old ideological systems. I didn't realize it, but I was also developing new ideological views and values and listening to other spiritual teachers and kind of taking that on and very literally. And then when I realized, oh, the those are also just perspectives of reality. Some true, some might be just fun to dabble in. And because of the overwhelming of listening to so many people, which is the organic nature of this podcast, obviously, because I have a variety of people that share what they've mastered, which is so beautiful, but it made me realize, oh my, <laughs> there's so much what is true for me. And I kind of had to, of course, do my job, but then shut a lot of it down to really listen within. And I'm pretty confident in what I feel is true for me. I'm very confident, actually. And it feels really good to have that ease and that peace. But I do still think dabbling in the systems or 
especially for those who master the systems, that really helps. But if you master some sort of mystic system or any sort of art or any sort of even logical methodology, that, I believe, really helps a human hear and understand more of their core self. For me, I just like the simplicity in my day-to-day routine with the meditation and the grounding and the writing. But I'm pretty basic. I'm pretty simple. And so the next one, that was a longer one. The next, what, 20 are not going to be as long, but that was an actual theory. So this one is a big one. You observe your thoughts without having to identify with your thoughts as you know, you know you are not your thoughts and that perhaps you even take on thoughts of others or even feelings. You are not your feelings. You are so aware that you're simply a human living this experience and many of you likely feel or connect with your soul knowing that that is the core of you, the greater part of you, but your human is just living this experience for your soul or whatever you believe your soul to be. And so you observe your thoughts objectively, yet you do not identify with them. And in fact, you're aware that you're what psychologists call internal locus of control. This is the degree to which people believe that they internally have control instead of depending on external sources who are controlling their lives. They don't really depend on the external sources or they don't fear the external sources there's true sovereignty but people who have strong internal locus of control are people who understand that most everything that happens in their life is a result of their own actions and so If someone has a strong external locus of control, like I said, they blame external forces and institutions and, you know, public figures or whatever, even they might blame their teacher or their parents, just some sort of external force. And of course, we're all dealt with different cards. And so, you know, accidents do happen. And if something does happen externally, like you lose someone really close to you or you were raised without... Uh, influential figures really or they weren't really around that is an external force that you're aware has contributed to your human's feelings and then as you grow perhaps you'll be able to tap more into the internal locus of control for the trajectory of the future that you can control given your actions and behaviors and obviously we all have a degree of both But when you can point out at your own self for your own behaviors and actions and realize that the majority of the influence in your life and what's going on in your life, aside from accidents that may happen, like deaths or natural disasters or things that really are not in your control, but when you recognize that most things are, you've evolved immensely, immensely. And it helps to know that It's nobody's fault but your own, which is actually surprisingly freeing. You can use your level of discernment in life to see, all right, what perhaps is going on in my world that I'm not so satisfied with? And is it possibly because of my actions and behaviors? And how can I shift this in order to change and shift my world? When you see it and you accept it, it's easier to shift and change. Ladies, this is for those who are dreaming of thick, luscious locks. 
I've recently learned that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair, and so Nutraful, our new sponsor, was formulated by physicians to fix this as a 100% drug-free method, and they use medical-grade botanicals in consistently effective dosages, so you get the most reliable results. And Nutraful offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. And as you know, healthier hair growth does take time and so you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in three to six months than you likely would otherwise. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. So more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. Nutrafol's powerful ingredients bring your body back into balance, so you may also notice improvements to your overall well-being, including more restful sleep, less stress, and better skin, nails, and libido. And Nutrafol Women is ideal if you're experiencing thinning hair caused by stress, dieting, overstyling, and environmental toxins, while Women's Balance is formulated with additional hormone support for those with thinning hair through menopause. So for me, I have been growing my hair long for months now, and I'm excited to collaborate with Nutrafol as I'm hoping that this will help the process along by maintaining its thickness, perhaps even thickening it, but also help the growth process along. And so you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code MAGIC to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it is only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code MAGIC. And this is a limited offer, so I would highly recommend taking advantage of the offer while it lasts. And now on with the show. And the next one, so you listen to what is going on within you. You rarely, if ever, run from it or numb it. You listen to what is going on within you. When you're in pain, you listen to that pain. When you feel fear or sadness, you listen to that fear or sadness. When you feel guilt, you listen to that guilt. You know, a feeling will not kill you and a bad day does not equal a bad life and you're aware that if you have a moment of emotional distress that there's something simply misaligned and that's simple and you don't necessarily need to run from it or try to escape it, but you listen to it without judgment and trusting that it will be released. You know, you feel it to heal it, they say. You don't run from the pain or merge into escapism and distraction that simply numb it for a moment. And then next, you truly enjoy life more instead of trying to accomplish life. You know, you likely practice gratitude in the enjoyment of life, even if it's consciously or subconsciously practicing gratitude. You're enjoying life more than trying to accomplish it. And so you stop 
you smell the roses, you enjoy the beauty of life and all the blessings that you have. Perhaps you are even aware and embrace the rarity that is this human's life of yours. And to be honest, when you are living in this, you're only manifesting more blessings with ease coming your way, which is something that I used to question and now I recognize is so, so true that when you simply are just enjoying life to the fullest instead of trying to climb that ladder or accomplish life, living in a more ego-based reality, that there is more ease. And because we are human, we definitely still have egos and our egos can be so healthy and they do help us accomplish goals. I'm not saying, no, you live goal-free. No, no, no. We live in a reality right now as well where it's fun to have goals in mind and in heart and manifest and have visions for ourselves and go towards those visions. But there is a difference between getting lost in that and in those accomplishments versus having them, you know, pursuing them, but also more so just enjoying the beauty that is your life. And that alleviates comparison as well because you're just enjoying your day-to-day going through the motions without having to compare where everybody else is and trying to you know race past them or overlap them that can be a very toxic and unhealthy mindset that many people do easily slip into and so in light of that you're just very aware that what you do today will define your tomorrow and that whether it it is mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, spiritually, you know that you're going to make the best of it. And so the next one, let's say that something horrible does happen to you. You know, this is an external thing that did happen. It was not in your control, an accident, a natural disaster, or something threw you for a loop. Well, you're so aware to feel it, to heal it, but also you know, you trust deep down that this too shall pass. And even though it might suck in the moment, you know right away, you feel right away that this too shall pass and it you'll heal from the pain in time. And of course, there's different levels of severity of this, but all in all, you're well aware that this too, the turmoil that you're going through right now will pass and that you will rise above it. You'll heal from the pain like you always have. You'll rise from the ashes like you always have. You'll see the light at the end of the tunnel like you always have. And and you trust with every fiber of your being that this too shall pass. Even if saying that in and of itself is trite, you know that it's true. And deep down, you are so aware that this will pass and time really does heal. If it was a horrible accident, it doesn't make that situation any less horrid, but that turmoil, that grief, that feeling that you're going through, you're allowing yourself to feel it, but your soul is reminding you that it will all be okay in time, but please just feel it right now. Or your subconscious mind or however you feel about that greater part of you, that higher self that is beyond what the human is experiencing. You know this too shall pass. Think of things from your past that have made you make it through. Like, like that one hard breakup was excruciating, but you made it through and you either found a greater love for another person or yourself, or honestly, ideally both, especially the latter, especially yourself. But which is next, by the way, because I'm not going in chronological order of what is most important to least important, but 
you know, I'm just trying to seamlessly string things together. So, you know, perhaps from that breakup, you found a love for yourself and that is next. You understand self-love is not something that lives with a rose-colored glass. It has been very romanticized and glamorized in the public eye today, which is a beautiful thing, but some of it might not be based on true, true, true self-love, just more of a painted, beautiful vision of it. And so when you tap into that true, true self-love, which is more about accepting what is and honoring your intuitive senses and honoring your human's needs, and honestly, even the cherry on top, doing things for your human with love or that simply ease your soul. And so treating your human well and treating others well is key, key, key key. Yes, even treating others well and with love and respect. We've been programmed to believe that this is selfish. So unprogramming that and realizing that, no, this is far from selfish. In fact, it's probably the most selfless thing that you can do it as it allows you to show up as your best self for others, which is way more helpful than anything else. You know, not needing to people please or bake the cookies because you feel like you'll receive love and admiration and people will be so thankful for you, but that you just love to do this and you love to bake the cookies because you love to bake the cookies and you want to give that to others. Or if you're a mama, obviously your kids are your priority. They're your number one in your world. And so for you, self-love might be doing what your kids also love, but then also taking some time for yourself, taking a long bath or a long walk, or just doing something that eases and lights your human and your soul so you can go back and show up for your kids with extra energy and love. And this is just something I've observed from mamas in my life that have new little ones and seeing what they do for themselves to also show up for their kids is a beautiful thing. And the next one, you know, if there are things that genuinely light your human, to embrace those cultural programs with the awareness that there's a multitude of realities and perspectives out there. So the core of this specific sign is that not only have you reprogrammed and you've let go of the old in with the new, you're very well aware that there are a multitude of realities and perspectives that what you know is not end all be all, that there's more out there. And so how you see the world is truly not better or less than anyone else's. It's not. It really is not. And coming to terms with this is another level of expansion that a lot of people have a hard time with because we want to believe that our perspective is right. And I think that we are supposed to live in a rainbow of perspectives. And so, you know, stage four looks different for everybody. All I'm saying here is that you recognize the world and cultural perspective that you relate to most and it resonates with your human the most. And it's okay if something doesn't resonate with your human, but resonates with another. And they might be very expanded as well. I'm quite thankful for the cultural perspectives that light me, that I focus on, such as, you know, more spiritual and soulful vibes. <laughs> that definitely lights me. But I'm aware that it doesn't resonate with everyone. And that is more than okay. It's just a preference, an evolved preference. And... The evolution piece is that you're aware of it and you accept it. And I'm also aware of that because 
I know what it feels even in recent times to not feel that. And the only purpose it was serving my human was the questioning to really come to terms with what I really love and believe. If the ego is letting them know that this is end all be all and your your perspective is right and everybody else is wrong, then that's not the most enlightened perspective per se because we're all so vastly different. Short interruption for my fellow creatives and curious souls who want to expand and explore a new skill. Well, Skillshare is offering the Euromagic listeners a free trial of their premium membership. And though I have a feeling most of you are aware of what Skillshare is, so Skillshare is an online learning community where millions come together to take their next step in their creative journey, what it's mostly known for. And Skillshare offers a variety of topics for you to explore from illustration, design, photography, fine art, music and music production, even entrepreneurship and freelance and creative writing, marketing, or even productivity and web development. A variety of options for you to explore and you can explore unlimitedly this month using their free one month trial of their premium membership. Here are a few classes that may pique your interest. The Ultimate Self-Care Playbook, Discovering and Nurture Your Centered Self with the one and only Jonathan Van Ness. Or there's also, for many people that are interested in starting a YouTube channel, there's YouTube Success, Script, Shoot and Edit with MKBHD with Marquise Brownlee. And I could see many listeners also enjoying this one, Indoor Gardening, Grow Houseplants, Veggies and Herbs with Ekta Chadhari. And I personally want to recommend this class from one of my favorite YouTubers, Nathaniel Drew, his class Creativity Unleash, Discover, Hone, and Share Your Voice Online. So whether you're a dabbler or a pro, Skillshare is for you to up-level whatever skill you're interested in with short lessons, hands-on projects, and classes designed for real life. Every human was born to create. Whether you last picked up a paintbrush yesterday or in grade school, you can explore your creativity and be inspired. So Skillshare is helping you move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You'll create real projects and get the support of fellow creatives so you can accomplish real growth. So explore your creativity at skillshare.com slash your own magic, where our listeners, the your own magic listeners get a one month free trial of their premium membership. This is also in the show notes. That's one month free at skillshare.com slash your own magic. And now on with the show. Anyway, next, so you've expanded or even began to color your own belief system. And so you may listen to others' ideas and ideals of philosophy or spirituality or whatever it is that your interests are. And, you know, you'll happily take what resonates, but you also happily release what doesn't. Without judgment of them, you just are very well aware and keenly tuned into your intuitive senses and you know, all right, this resonates this doesn't, all good, no big deal. 
no need to create a fuss. And so, yeah, you've colored your own belief system. Oh, wow, we're only on 11 now. <laughs> well, 11, you attract the right people into your life and you are moving forward and meeting or connecting with other expanded people. That's a huge sign is that when you're attracting expanded, very evolved humans into your life, because you are also an expanded, evolved human. And in fact, you might even have very little to no toxic drama in your life, of course, because you're aware you can't control other people and perhaps your family or old friends or fellow coworkers or bosses. They might bring a little bit of toxicity, but it doesn't really get to you that much. And in fact, they may have stopped leeching it onto you because of how you have evolved and you have those boundaries that they're aware not to cross. And there also might be real world drama, like something that happens to your family or a natural disaster strikes your home. However, you do not have toxic, unnecessary drama in your life, which is a blessing. And then next, you're more conscientious about what you consume in your life. So, you know, you might like to consume some fun things on occasion for your human entertainment and you're consciously doing so if you are watching Netflix or something, for example. But you are also always aware of your human's mental and emotional state and you want that to be healthy. And so you know that there are times when perhaps Netflix or reaching for the remote or the computer or your phone is not going to be the best thing for your human in this moment that your human wants to do something else explore enjoy life in other ways and so you're aware of the ebbs and flows and the rhythm of what your human wants to go through and, and so just simply being aware of what you're consuming and consciously choosing what you're consuming and knowing that, okay, this is something that genuinely lights and ignites my human and oh, this is something that really doesn't. Being aware of that and who's to say what is right for your human and what is not. That is truly for you to decide, nobody else. Next, oh, I like this. You're aware that happiness is a choice, but you don't feel you need to make this choice all the time and you are not dwelling in the illusion of what happiness is and you know that it's not a state of permanent joy and smiles and rainbows and sunshine. So you allow your human to feel whatever it is without running from it and also choose things that bring more lightness to your heart, to your human, without falling into toxic positivity, which I've been there where I was following toxic positivity. You gotta always stay positive 100% of the time, which spiritual bypassing only led my human down towards a rabbit hole of darkness. And you know, I had to really unravel those shadows that I was masking with a smile. And so you're aware that, you know, happiness is a choice in many occasions. Now, of course, people have different mental health wirings. And so you, you're, you choose your form of happiness depending on where you're at. And you're not judging others that have mental health wirings. I think one thing about toxic positivity in the guise of positivity is judging those that have depression or anxiety or, I mean, 
maybe they're privileged with their mental wiring, but they're not aware that some humans are genuinely wired differently or they don't have the privilege of not not feeling how they do because of their mental wiring. And it's not as easy as fake it till you make it. So basically you are consciously choosing your form of happiness. Forget what everybody else says is happiness and you're choosing what lights you with the acceptance and knowing of where your human is because that's not you, the core of you, your soul. Your human is just an experience for your soul and therefore it's okay with however your human is wired. Even if it's hard, it's okay. It's It really is. It's not about following the toxic positivity but following true positivity that really lights your human and of course, I'm all for affirmations. I do think that they have a, they play a huge role, a huge role in helping the human recognize these affirmations subconsciously as it seeps into your subconscious mind, even if it feels a little corny at first. But affirmations and mantras, people have been pointing towards those as being toxic positivity. But I'd like to argue that no, they really do help a lot of humans. Mantras and affirmations helped me immensely on my human journey. Next, oh, this one's very interesting, is letting go of manufactured identities or not fully caving to the manufactured identities. I love archetypes. I love tests. I love personality types so much. It's so fun. Like my Myers-Briggs, I'm an INFP. I'm aware of my IQ score. I'm aware of, you know, my astrological sign, for example. I'm not saying that that one's manufactured, but that's just another example of a label that I'm aware of and I'm aware. And I love all of it because it teaches me my weakness and strengths of what I already knew, but it's nice to have the confirmation and understanding more of the human and being able to see it, to feel it and expand on it. But also I'm not fully dependent on what is said. For example, I remember when I was younger, the IQ score, which let's be honest, that's actually a manufactured system that is pretty flawed. And I probably scored well because I can't I come from a privileged background but when I was younger it gave me a false sense of superiority and that was not healthy for the ego whatsoever and so the test in and of itself like I said I came from a privileged background Park City Utah I also you know my parents were always very helpful in my journey and so I realized as well that the test is flawed and it does not take into consideration the complexities of human nature and their environment and many other aspects of the human intellect and so whether something manufactured gives your ego a boost or may even make you feel bad you know, just question everything. You're not fully identifying with this manufactured identity. I know that astrology was a bad example because that's, you know, from the stars, but I even look at that and I'm like, okay, I know the qualities. Most of my charts are Leo and I'm aware of the qualities of a Leo and I don't have to limit myself to the stereotypes. I don't have to limit myself to even how others perceive me. So you can take that. You know what part of your chart really does resonate with you. And you can also take the stuff that it might be pointing out and it might be triggering you because you're like, oh yeah, that's a total weakness. And 
instead of limiting yourself because you know that's your weakness or making the excuse because you know that's your weakness, you know, if you want to, you can transform yourself and expand yourself. And so basically just not letting any sort of identity on paper limit you or boost your ego or hurt your ego, bruise your ego in an unhealthy way is I think part of evolving. You're like, okay, I know what resonates. I know what I can take. I know also what I can do to strengthen myself. And my astrological chart also proves this, that yes, I have weaknesses in these areas and I'm going to focus on strengthening those or transforming those or just accepting them, but not making them as an excuse, unless it's like a joke, but just accepting what is and reframing some pieces of your life and how you see yourself and how you show up in the world and also explore. Instead of instead of the astrological chart, I should say maybe the Myers-Briggs. My, I always get the INFP. I've also gotten the ENFP before, but I definitely resonate more with the INFP, but there are also so many stereotypes that I'm like, okay, I know that's not me, but there's also a lot of parts of it that I'm like, oh, that's triggering because that is a true weakness of mine. And so it's nice to be aware of those and transform it, but I don't have to necessarily consume myself or limit myself just because I am an INFP. And, you know, every Myers-Briggs type has their limits, but you don't necessarily need to make that your limit. And I've never measured my EQ, emotional quotient, a measurement of your emotional intelligence. And I do believe that that is honestly (laughs) what helps a human expand and evolve more rapidly than anything else. And I think that comes naturally in time as you're evolving. But yeah, I would be curious. I'd love to measure. But again, I'm not going to necessarily fully identify with it, if that makes sense. I think it's healthy to know where a healthy EQ stands. And a lot of these points already, a lot if not all of these signs that we've explored already, are pieces that people with a healthy EQ indeed already cultivate. People with an IQ, they might not even cultivate any of these, but with a healthy EQ, one does. They should make a spiritual quotient, an SQ. Somebody make a test. (laughs) Just kidding. Anyway, next. You're never complacent. In fact, you likely seek out ways that you can evolve and do better and be better and learn more and grow faster and work towards a ideal version of yourself, the highest version of yourself. You love to better yourself, but you're not a perfectionist about it. It's simply just not being complacent with your day-to-day and continuing to consciously evolve. And so you never assume that you are all the way there or that you're doing this for the acceptance of society or the acceptance of others or even for survival. You're literally doing it because it brings you joy. And it's that simple. You're never complacent in your growth. And next, you embrace simplicity, the beauty of being more present with life. You embrace simplicity. You embrace presence. You are more present in life. The beauty of being more present simply with a flower and in nature or with your friends or family or reading a book. The simplicity of remaining calm and the beauty of being so present is not only purposeful but delicious and you do it consciously from time to time to bring more ease for your human and that is a sign that you have 
evolved immensely is that you are more present. You'll take in that present moment with the tree or a flower or the sun touching your skin. You'll take in those moments and that is a major sign. Doesn't mean you're going to take it in every day, every second of the day, but you do consciously do it from time to time. And then next, you also value time and you may even be selective with it and who you allow in to your time. Time is a valuable asset and you're not likely to be seduced by things that are going to take your attention away that doesn't serve you or distract you. Your time is spent wisely and your time is spent in a way that you know is best for you. Enough said. And so now I'm going to try to breeze through the rest of these as they're simple and don't need too much explanation as you know what is up already or what they mean. But 18, next, you're open for change. Enough said, you're open for change. 19, you're aware of the power of taking risks and you're wise with the risks that you take, but you take them. Yep, if you're willing to take risks, that's definitely a sign of expansion. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add of course some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and of course a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara and it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free and it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards, so no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive, hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, medics, Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M- e t i c s dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order because thou is stepping out of their comfort zone getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and then 20 this is a big one you really want what is best for others comparison is no longer taking over your world so you're pretty happy with 
what where you're at and you're more focused on self-betterment than comparing yourself to others. The comparison, comparisonitis, the judgment that's either fleeting very little or not even existent anymore. Far from you. And then 21, you're living life on your own terms, not on an institution's terms, a religion's terms, your parents' terms, or what society thinks is best for you or wants or expects from you or what social media wants or expects from you. You're living on your own terms and you're living life the way you want to do it unapologetically and you're doing things that light you. Simple. And then 22, you are ready to just live. This is my favorite. You're not worried anymore about the little things in life, like the way people perceive you, your persona in the world, showing up perfectly, being perfect with all your actions and behaviors and pleasing people. And your diet doesn't have to be perfect all the time. You've actually have a healthy relationship with food and you're just living now and you're living life to the fullest. And instead of actually just saying it, you really do. You don't even have to say it. You don't have to prove it. You just are. You're just living life to the fullest. You're ready to just live. Forget proving, proving anything. You're ready to just live. Those are 22 signs you've evolved. And I'm sure that there are many you were like, yep, check, check, check. But there might have been some like, okay, yes, I already know this. And I do intend to expand or I'm expanding in this way. I know that's the case for me. I didn't ever say that I checked all these boxes, but I'm aware of them and I'm expanding in those ways. And so now 22 questions for deep self-inquiry and reflection that expanded my horizons personally. And I just wanted to share these as I feel as they will help with your evolution and expansion. And you can ask yourself in ways beyond just asking yourself. You can write it, you can listen to classical music and you know, really deeply reflect on each of these. You can take one question a day and really dive in, but I'm just going to list these 22 questions and you explore freely what makes sense for you, but really dive deep instead of taking the first surface level question that comes to mind dive deep to see what comes to heart and it often takes more than just two seconds to answer. Anyway, one, what would you be doing with your life if money didn't matter? Two, what would you be doing if you didn't care what other people think? Three, what would you stand for if you didn't care what other people think? Four, why do you care what other people think? Five, does their opinion really matter? You can hear my candle flickering in the background. (laughs) Six, based on your daily routine today, what do you think your life will look like in five years from now? In 10 years from now? Seven, how do you want your life to look in five years from now? In 10 years from now? Eight, what can you take away and implement in your daily routine to work towards that goal? Nine, what is something in your life you feel that you have no control over that you wish you did? Ten, is it possible for you to change your behaviors to shift the situation? 
or possible to accept this for what it is? 11. What is one thing this year that you wish you did but have not done yet? And why haven't you done it yet? 12. Is there something that is holding you back? 13. Are there things you tell yourself that make you feel bad? 14. How can you shift this negative talk? 15. What do you tell yourself that makes you feel good? 16. Write or say that again. (laughs) What do you tell yourself that makes you feel good? 17. Look at your friendships in life. Who are your friends you can trust with anything and everything? Even if it's just one person, that's pretty awesome. And if you feel like it's no one, then look at that more. Is there a reason you don't let anyone in fully? 18. Who has had the greatest impact on your life? 19. What inspires or ignites you? Make a list. 20. If your body could talk, what would he or she or they say? 21. What is your favorite way to spend your time? Do more of that on a weekly basis. And then 22. At the core of you, who are you? I'll put those in the show notes for you at the very bottom of the show notes so you can copy paste and write them down and explore them. Another way I recommend doing this is by, I'm looking at a flame right now in front of me and I was thinking it'd be nice to sit and meditate on these questions as you stare at the flame for a while as a flame allows you to feel more energetically connected with your soul, with Mama Earth and hear that inner still voice within you that may be quiet and short but you really receive the answers that remind your human what is true anyway i hope that this episode ignited or inspired you in any way shape or form i hope that you pocketed what resonated and just left whatever did not and that you continue to evolve into the best version of yourself and Of course, this list could be extended and we only scratched the surface. I mean, we could have dived deeper with every single sign, but that's something that you can explore. And perhaps you even took notes so you can look into it and explore what makes sense for you. And so, yeah, don't let other people tell you or convince you how you need to show up in this world to prove that you've expanded. You are. The fact that you're even interested in this speaks volumes. So continue to just listen and live with an open heart and radical love and everything will organically flow and follow. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'm excited to reconnect with your hearts next Monday. There was a mini episode posted on Friday, I believe, that was about the full moon tonight. So if you are listening to this on September 20th, There's a full moon on this day, and so feel free to listen and 
Maybe you'll get inspired to manifest or release with this moon. Anyway, it's the harvest moon, by the way. That episode is the start of a new mini-series with full moons. Anyway, I hope that you have a magical rest of your week. Jai Ma. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.